Hi, I'm Theo. And I'm Scarlett. And welcome to the Theo's Book Club podcast, where we talk about queer books. And creamy bechamel sauce. <laughs> Today we are talking about Manhunt by Gretchen Felker Martin. Make sure you check out our website, theosbookclub.com, where you can read more of Theo's thoughts on the book. You can find a link to get your own copy of the book, and you can join the conversation in our forums. And if you're like Scarlett and prefer to read with your ears, you can check out theosbookclub.com audible, where you can sign up for a free trial and listen to all your favorite books. That's theosbookclub.com A-U-D-I-B-L-E to start your free trial. And the best part is, you get a free book book download you can keep forever if you like this please share it with your friends and family heck you could even push the like button or subscribe now off to the episode queer books and queer topics and queer people that won't stop talking so read and chat it up at theo's book club welcome back scarlet hi how are you I'm getting nervous looking at the picture. You should be nervous. We got, a, we got a fun one today. And by fun, I mean wild. How wild? Like wild. What's it called? It's called Manhunt. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And before we get into it, we have to do what we always do. Okay. So Scarlett, tell me what this book is about. Okay. <laughs> Based on the cover. Let me describe this image to the listeners at home. Yeah. We have two plums in sort of a red like mesh produce kind of bag situation Mm -hmm. one they're like obviously testicles like they're plums but they're like plums wink one of them has a bite taken out of it Mm -hmm. and then they like low-key look like they're dripping blood so So what's this book about scarlet first of all family-friendly comedy Yeah, yeah nailed it well they're gonna go kill a guy by his testicles by his testicles yeah kill him death by testicle that's what I said. All right. <laughs> That's your final answer? So well, kill no. a man based on tentacle. 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 Wow. Tentacle. Wow. This wow, is wow, really wow. taking a turn. Oh, you haven't seen anything yet. <sighs> no, I've seen these plums. That's <laughs> okay. what I've seen. Sorry, plums wink. Yeah. That's where we started. That's yeah, very that's important how distinction. You, that's how you say it. Um, what do I think it's about? Yeah, I think I think there is a man. We are hunting him. Okay. okay but maybe biting the testicles is like a sexy thing maybe that's like a lot of guys like that okay i've heard i wouldn't know okay yeah not in my experience none yeah here we go okay tell me what is it about how close am i (laughs) so it's about plum man is hunted (laughs) testicles are bitten he dead so there's essentially a plague that ravages the world there's a plague don't know what that's like if you look at this cover (laughs) With these nibbled on plums. Oh my god. No one said plague. Plague. There's a plague. Okay. And it's ravaging people with Testicles? certain testosterone levels. Oh. So most like actual men as they refer to them in the book. And the story follows two trans women <gasps> who have to keep their estrogen levels high enough that they actually don't fall victim to the plague. AKA, they will hunt these feral men, the ones being affected by the virus, and eat their testicles because of the estrogen levels. The estrogen levels in the testicles. Yeah, like the testicles have estrogen, so it helps keep their estrogen levels high. It's like it's like one of the most purest forms I think they can they have access to in this like dilapidated. They're just free basin testicles, so they don't get the plague. They do cook them at some points when they have access. Oh, little saute. They saute the testes with some you know veggies. Yeah. 
a nice bechamel sauce. Yeah. Is, yeah. Mwah, I delicious. assume that's what you put on testicles because it's sort of like white and creamy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Apologies to listeners and watchers alike for that comment. It was, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> it's, it's not not funny. It's also okay. disgusting. Thank you. Okay. Okay. That's a- <laughs> okay. You are the one that brought the book with <laughs> yeah. the eaten plums. So you cannot come for me on this eaten day. Eaten plums wink. You cannot say that I'm the disgusting one today. Anyways, so that's kind of the premise. Obviously, the villains of the story being turfs are kind of the villains. So <gasps> women who define themselves as real women find these trans women dangerous. Manhunt, the J.K. Rowling story. <laughs> well, we'll get to that later. Ooh. <laughs> There's some juicy, juicy, juicy stuff in there. And Plums. I'm not talking about <laughs> testicles. So obviously, this is like a horror thriller novel. So if you're like, don't enjoy gore or like body horror, I do not recommend this book or be in a good place to read something like this. Like it's okay. very like, like it's, it's, it's reminiscent of The Walking Dead. Like it's very like body horror like the feral people zombie kind of type okay. stuff okay just as like a warning you know i know that's not everyone's cup of tea i've also seen some reviews that are like it's so it's just so disgusting i'm like what well, you did you are reading a horror novel you like, picked up a book that did, had yeah. obviously <laughs> like, half eaten testicles on the cover like, what did you think it is the genre obviously i'm not like super bothered by it in a sense where i'm reading fiction if it were real life you'd have an issue with it yeah well, oh okay i don't know we'll see yeah fair enough obviously it's a giant allegory for how we define gender right i think i want to set that precedent at the beginning who is affected by the virus right these trans women aren't affected their estrogen levels are high enough that they're not becoming feral they're not falling victim to the wait wait, because okay so what happens though if your testosterone levels are high enough you become feral yeah like like so the men in the story as they refer to them Mm. they call them like a new man like a new man man. is like he's like ones that are ravaged by the plague It's these new men, as they refer to them, ravaged by the plague, who become okay. like feral. They're like they're again like body horror stuff. They like they're like disformed and like incredibly like sexually. Sounds hot. I guess no, it's it's actually the exact opposite. <laughs> it's it's a lot of like sexual assault and oh, like, because they I, have no. I take it all back. Because there's no inhibitions and they're like right. they're like they're like completely like they're like zombified like sex like oh, okay. crazed okay, okay, feral okay. men. But yeah, these trans women, they are very diligent about their estrogen levels and they aren't becoming feral and okay. even with this physical proof that they are not currently feral the turfs right are after them turfs be turfing do you want to describe okay, to the wait, listeners here's what... my question though here's my yeah. question though if if the like the obvious solution for the men not going feral is just like have some estrogen why isn't just everyone having estrogen yeah good question because but this is i think this is the question the book poses how do we define gender okay right like, this is an absolute extreme example of, you know, gender and, and right. what this virus is affecting and who it isn't. Yeah. But that is what the book kind of discusses. And we're going to go into this more with children in the book. So, obviously, these... Aye. Yeah. So, these TERFs obviously have a problem with trans people. But kids who were born right before the virus kind of appeared are, like, being castrated so that their testosterone levels don't... Um, rise I bet the over choirs puberty. just pop off in this yeah. world. <laughs> All the little... Uh, the Miami <laughs> Boys Choir is just so excited about what's going on over here. No, so this is kind of the thing. It's like, so you think it's okay to essentially keep the <laughs> T-levels down of your young, like, children. Mm. But when it's a, a fully grown trans adult who have control over their own bodies, you're like, nope. 
that's not okay. We're going to kill those trans people. Right. That's kind of like the It's whole fine thing. if I mutilate exactly. my child's genitals, exactly. but if you do it by choice, yikes. So that's like a whole thing in the book too. Who gets to decide what's okay? It's like, you're telling me this trans adult isn't okay, but you don't want your child to obviously become feral. So you're doing what it takes to survive. Wow. Like, obviously you have a 10 year old child who's about to hit, about to hit puberty. You're not going to let them become feral if you have a very easy like way of keeping easy solution yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah just sort of off the top of like the things i've heard about the book so far <laughs> yeah i don't know if i want to read this one this sounds spoopy well that would require you being able to read we have already established <laughs> on this podcast that i do have the capacity for reading <laughs> right it's a desire mm-hmm. it's a it's a motivation it's a some would call it a neurodivergence. Mm, Medical professionals would call it a neurodivergence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hesitate to ask. Yeah. What's your favorite quote from the spoopy oh, castrating book? This is a very good, this is a good one. Uh, uh, okay. Which kind of brings us, will bring us into. Is there a bad one? <laughs> well, there, I mean, there's lots of like gory ones. Oh. No, this one is actually going to bring us into a next point I want to make. Wow. With the world as we know it too. Obviously, this is a book that came out recently about a pandemic, right? <gasps> Oh, is this a pandemic book? Well, I, I just said plague like 16 times. Well, right? yeah, but there's been other plagues. But is this like a most right. recent plague book? Yeah, I mean, it came out this year, 2022. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're really on the pulse of it, eh? I'm, I got my finger on the pulse. You know it. Stop fingering the pulse. <laughs> Go ahead. I know the world's dead, but that means we get more of a say in what happens to the people left in it, not less. One more. I don't understand one more time. We're going to think about it. Okay. We're going to take a little break. We'll come back. I'll read it again, and we're going to discuss what that means. Okay. Okay? I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. We've really enjoyed talking to you about the books today. Um, We just want to take this moment to let you know about Audible. Really fantastic service where you can actually listen to books. You don't have to read. How cool is that? If you go to theosbookclub.com slash audible, that's theosbookclub.com slash A-U-D-I-B-L-E. You can start a free trial today. And the best part is you'll get to download a book and keep that one for free. So after you've heard it, you can hear it again whenever you want. Audible. Noise. <laughs> okay. Give me the quote one more time because okay. I did not understand. Yeah, that break was too much for you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll read one more time. So, I know the world's dead, but Mm. that means we get more of a say in what happens to the people left in it, not less. When they say the world's dead, they mean, like, it's the end of the world? Yeah, like, this is, like, a pandemic. This has affected, like, the world. No, but, like, but, like, sure, pandemics affects the world, but, like, you get But this is, like, a walking dead situation. This is actually, like, and this is, we are aware of the apocalypse happening Like, this is an apocalyptic event. Like, most of the population is, like, gone. Like, the the people with testosterone levels over certain... We've lost the ability to reproduce. The world can no longer handle humans. Yeah. Okay, so the world is dead. The world is dead. I understand the first three words But also, we haven't lost the ability to reproduce because some trans women... You know, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. There's, we have not lost the ability to reproduce. Okay. What's the rest of the quote again? (laughs) Okay, one more time for Scarlet. I know the world's dead, but that means we get more of a say in what happens to the people left in it, not less. It's not just like the world is ending, the rules are out the window, every man or every person for themselves. Mm. right it's like we are like a smaller population and we are now more closely linked into what's happening Mm. we have way more of a say as to like who's left so when these like turfs are making it their sole mission to 
kill trans people in this world and on our world. But it's like now it's a way smaller group of people. It's like, but maybe help them. Maybe you could just help them. You know. So so, in the context of this quote, is this then like they're saying this in a negative way? Like the turfs are killing the trans folks, and so the people that are left are the turfs. Yeah. To make all the decisions. Oh. No, no, no. That's not the context of the quote. Oh, okay. The context of the quote is like, we we again we we literally we have more of a say when there's less people. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. We're now we're all connected over this one thing that's happening. Right. You know what I mean? It's like our sole thing should be survival. It's like mm-hmm. I'm surviving feral men, but also like a group of turfs that just want me dead. Right. It's like we have a bigger pressing issue in hand here. Yeah. Do you want to describe what turfs are for the audience? Yeah, go for it. Do you want to? I want to. I want to see the the definition that you have Googled and written out in I your have, notes I'm and not, have a dictionary. I have definition. not. I have not written a Google definition of this because oh, I just know what a turf is. I Googled it. It's J.K. Rowling. Okay. It's just her picture. <laughs> it's just her picture. And then and then the like sub meeting you know how there's always like one meeting two meeting the second meeting is actually her pen name which is a male name that she writes under this is a whole other yeah that's a whole thing anyway go ahead tell the folks um well essentially feminists who don't believe trans women are real women Mm. by their standards by their definition real women again this book poses the question what is what is a real woman what is a real man Mm. right because we have a bunch of feral men in this world that we call new men Mm. is that what does that mean is that supposed to be like a like a allegory or metaphor or whatever for uh, these uh, alpha men on tiktok these boys who are like i'm a real boy could be could be for sure because we also one of my favorite characters is a trans man named robbie and it's like how does he navigate the world mm. being a man mm-hmm. but he's not feral obviously because right. his t levels aren't as high enough to be affected by the Right. So it's like it's 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 interesting watching him associate with everyone now and, and being identifying as a man, and because he is a man, mm. but he's not feral. So That's like what what so so it's also like, what does where does that leave him? Where does that leave that definition of gender? Mm-hmm. Right. If we're just saying men in this world become feral. That's also not accurate either. Here's my question. Yeah. Whose plums are on the cover, <laughs> and who bites them? Uh, feral persons' plums are on the cover, and uh, people who want the estrogen from them or biting them oh this isn't one specific set of no plums? no no they, they, we have our two trans this is uh, this represents all the yeah plums. we have fran and beth our two trans who characters. what are their names fran and beth fran fran yeah. and beth okay who we see at the start of the novel um like hunting these feral men and then but also um i want to s- see that movie <laughs> exactly that um, sounds so fun but they'll also they like harvest the testicles as well to bring back to a lab to like for trans people and the estrogen levels too that sounds like a really fun uh updated version of like those old cabela big game hunter video games wow <laughs> what are you talking about you know you never you didn't ever play those games where you're like it's like an arcade game where you have like oh, a gun that's what you're and about. you like shoot the deer or I whatever what they called it's just it's the shooting cabela's game. it's like the company <laughs> oh, that okay sponsors them or whatever they're like a out, like a hunting outfitters right. brand some of us grew up in the country and others didn't and you know all people are welcome here <laughs> we accept everyone we accept I think everyone is the point of this yeah episode. something else i want to bring up because there's also a lot of there's obviously a lot of cis straight women in the story oh clearly yeah um women of course mm. again what is gender yeah. how do we describe gender in this world and i don't our know world her as well i don't know her i don't know them <laughs> women who stay silent are implicit in being transphobic oh yeah is a theme that's brought up a lot in in the book yeah you know there's one situation where 
um, Beth ends up having a consensual like hookup with a cis woman mm-hmm. who then like reports her like obviously has like certain feelings about it afterwards mm. and it's like and then this kind of opens the conversation you are transphobic if you let people be transphobic mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. you are you can't be complicit like you you're that it, that makes you complicit mm-hmm. right you, uh, bystanders are complicit i think we're finding more and more do you agree yeah like doesn't everyone agree with that no i don't think who everyone, doesn't who doesn't agree with that I, I, do you want me to call them yeah could you get them on the phone please? yeah do we have a, do we have an email list so that yeah. i can be like <laughs> Do you understand how things work? There's people who are like, I, it's not my responsibility to get involved. The, I don't think they understand how responsibility works. Well, that's the problem. Mm. If you're dating someone who's transphobic, you are transphobic. You can't be like, oh, my boyfriend is transphobic, it's, but I'm not. It's like, well, okay. I mean, you seem like this is, I, I feel like a lot of people don't see it this way. I don't, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's something we've been taught since we were kids. If you see a bully on the on the playground, go tell a teacher. You don't be a bystander. Like, that all feels like sort of part of the same lesson. Right, but I, I think a lot of cis people don't understand that being silent in situations where they have maybe the platform or power to speak up makes them complicit in it. I've said, a compl- take a shot every time I say complicit. It's like, that's not my area to get involved in. I'm like, but maybe you're the one that has the power to stand up right now and say something. I feel like that's part of the language we use around situations like that where it's like, this is a trans issue. This is a woman's right. issue. This is a, a black folks issue. This is, you know what I mean? But it, when in reality, the it's the issue of the oppressor, right. not the victim. Yeah. Because the, the issue isn't a woman's issue. It's misogyny. The issue yeah. isn't a trans issue. It's transphobia. Right. The issue isn't a black person's issue, it's white supremacy. No, you're right. Yeah, I know I am. I'm incredibly yeah. <laughs> intelligent. Okay, well, so <laughs> you identify as a cis woman, right? Yeah. I identify as a cis male. Uh. Uh, so reading this book, I, there's only so much I can, you know, say about it or or get from it as a as not a woman, right? Right. And I've read some, like, wild reviews about this book saying, like, it's an attack on women, it's an, it's gross, it's awful. And that's how you find a turf in the comments. Thank you. And this is my point. This th- Those comments very much read to me, like, you didn't, A, get what the book was saying about, like, gender in general, mm. and B, like, it's, I don't see it as an attack on women, I see it as an attack on turfs, which is, like, a good thing. Yeah. How do based on everything I've described to you about the book as a cis woman? Yeah. What 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 are your thoughts? What that it's an attack on women or that it's an attack on turfs? T- both. I mean, it's it's not an attack on women. Right. F- from I haven't read the book from from what you've described. Yeah. Unless I'm grossly <laughs> unless misunderstood you don't read book. and you've just like made it up. I just like lost the ability for like cognitive thinking while reading yeah, this yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, these things happen. These things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not an attack on women. Clearly pointing out the hypocrisy of the gender binary and turf's bad i think is the subtitle manhunt turf's bad that's the sequel oh can't wait uh gretchen we have a proposition cabela's (laughs) big hunt eight turf's bad (laughs) yeah we do gretchen have you considered partnering for you to understand what cabela's means we'll go to an arcade We'll partner. We'll make sure there's a partnership with. Ma- we'll do it like a Manhunt X Cabela's. We'll go to a game a in the Bass arcades. Pro Shop. Yeah. Oh, we'll find some turfs there for sure. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Any turfs? We'll I'm go surprised here. you know what a Bass Pro Shop is. Well, they that okay. I know what a well, Bass I'm, Pro. I've, I've been, been to in the mall. One. Yeah, I've like walked into one. They have nice socks. 
I assume that's the only thing you buy there. I don't think I've ever purchased anything from a Bass Pro Shop. Okay, well, I get socks there because they're really good for is Bass winter. Bass Pro Shop's Canadian or is that like a worldwide company? It's it not... strikes me as being incredibly American. I was going to say, to those listening, if you don't want to, this is me. I'm like, I've been in one once. I'm like, people might not know what a Bass Pro Shop is. I think there's a, I think there's a strong chance that a lot of our listeners won't know what a Bass Pro Shop is. <laughs> you've probably seen, you've definitely seen one. They've heard me say one. Cabela and are like, does she mean Sean Mendes' ex-girlfriend? Camilla? I will not Cabela? lie to you. I have thought that every time you said Cabela. I know. I know you did. I saw it in your eyes. <laughs> not that I'm a fan or anything, but not oh, that she's I'm. She's a lovely voice. Yeah. She's a beautiful woman. Except that one note in Cinderella where they did her really dirty. She's in Cinderella? The new one. She is Cinderella. Ooh, okay. We got... I, I don't think I've seen. <laughs> I thought that. Wasn't the newest one with um that, that blonde-haired woman with the blue dress? That's a Disney movie. That's a, that's a Cinderella remake. And this is a different Cinderella that Disney didn't do. Right. This is Cinderella. It's a jukebox musical movie with, like, Idina Menzel as the stepmother. And... Why? I, sh- again, shall I call them up? Hello? Beep, beep, beep. Why did you make this? Cabela's? Sean Mendes, why did your ex-girlfriend make this movie? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I've, I've learned something new today mm-hmm. about... Cinderella. And I learned what these shooting arcade games are called. Neither of these are takeaways from the book we're talking about. I do want to make that very clear. But they will feature in the film adaptation. <laughs> They're watching Cinderella while playing this arcade game as the as the plague. That's how the arcade game is how they train mm. to catch the plums. Catch the plums wink. Great movie title. <laughs> Oscar Oscar Buzz. That could be a clue sequel. Mr. Plum? Catch the plums? No one, no. no one wants a sequel. Oh, that's okay. Do you wear clothes? How about shirts? This is a really cool one from everybody on stage. They're sick. Watch this. Wow! You've never seen someone put on a shirt like that before. If you want to get one of these cool shirts, go to everybodyonstage.com/theo and use the code Theo for twenty percent off. Theo's doing it. One thing I wanted to point out that I thought was so funny is they refer to TERFs in the book as chromosome crusaders. I don't know how I feel about that. Which I think is funny. It's what a funny thing. Chromosome crusaders. Yeah, like why do you care so much about yeah. our chromosomes? I thought that was funny. I, I literally wrote it down. I wrote it down. It's such LOL. a mouthful when like TERFs is right there and so much funnier. Yeah, but you need other, like at this point it's like they are Like I guess it's like a whole other world yeah. you want like a whole other. Like that is their baseline. Well, oh, oh, did the TERFs come up with the word themselves? Who? The TERFs. Did they say, uh, and we're, chrom- well, no, we're it's, the it's chromosome our crusaders. World. I think TERF is now their baseline. Are there, are there no women that aren't TERFs? Like there are. Oh, yeah. but they're the minority. It, it doesn't really go into that. Okay. You know, like the, the ones we're really seeing are Basically, what I want to know is who came up with the term chromosome crusaders? Again, I will, I will call Gretchen after this okay. episode. Okay. I'll find out for you. One thing I wanted to talk about for sure, transphobic behavior in the queer community. Oh, Just yeah. because you're part of the community does not mean that you can't be transphobic. Right. Beth yeah. in the book talks about their experience, like when the virus was kind of starting and it was on the news. Mm. Her, her roommates kicked her out because they thought she was like a time bomb. Oh. And it's like, that's transphobia. That's transphobic. Right. Yeah. And uh, again, that's obviously an allegory for transphobic behavior in the queer community yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, beth yeah. was living with like a group of queer people okay don't do it 
You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. I think, did I fix it? I think so. I think that, that did it. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, we're, again, we're, as queer people, we, we're not free of being transphobic or. I think you're describing intersectionality. Where just because you experience oppression in this way doesn't mean you don't have privilege exactly. in another way. Exactly. And then, well, privilege is also good. So in this world, who has the most privilege? Straight white women. Hmm. Right? The, the men are fair like they're no longer even considered they're just running wild they're through the literally streets. running wild through the streets they're like full zombies like feral zombies all, all the men full stop is it is it inevitable that anyone with a certain testosterone level will get this yes. plague there's like okay yeah so there's no there's no instance in the book where there's um, no like tested positive today i no, don't know how it happened no you like you are feral like you there's no cure there's a wild scene where like they end up at a compound and a character named sophie is like running this compound and they let them in and then the um indie which is like um someone that's been i think i don't know if like a scientist but like acts as like scientist doctor in this world like is helping fran and beth with their estrogen levels Mm. but it's like um i i guess like a medic i don't know what the actual (laughs) it's kind of indie does everything Mm. at this point in this world um Sophie brings her down and she's Sophie's keeping her feral husband chained and says like she wants to have a baby with him so and he has to like extract the semen it's wild like it is absolutely wild this book is not for the faint of heart no no, no like not not at all like it's not like you have to be get like, it for your kids ready. this Christmas I, I won't say any more about that I want you to experience it for yourself if you do read the book but it's wild and that's, that that's how I would summarize the plot turf's bad yeah don't hunt plum turf bad be transphobic it's gross do i get to do that thing where i do the plot again yeah okay i just did it turf's bad (laughs) (laughs) all right scarlet is do you want to take another shot at yes yes i can do a very good job this time fran and beth Ooh, you got the names right i got two names fran and beth cook a lovely meal for each other (laughs) and there's sort of fresh fruit and vegetables that they've you know, displayed so well. They've sautéed the plums. Like I said, lovely bechamel sauce. It's just a cooking book. It's just a cookbook. It's a cookbook. (laughs) Candlelight dinner. It's it's one of those cookbooks with like stories in between each recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're like, and this is what happened in the apocalyptic world today. Yeah. And here's how I prepare my testicles. And here's something to watch out for the next time you sauté testicles. Gretchen, manhunt cookbook? I mean merch opportunity yeah yeah i don't know great well <laughs> off the rails wild yeah this book is not for the faint of heart it know what you're reading it is um, it's straight up like a horror thriller type book mm. know what you're getting into the amount of again like i said before the amount of comments that were like it's disgusting it's like well yeah i mean yes nobody says this about the walking dead it's actually a very <laughs> popular show Right. It's I can't watch it. It's yeah. disgusting. But I don't think you're gonna go online. <laughs> All right. Um, well, this was a lovely chat. Yeah, turf's bad. Please just love each other. That's my. You should point. always have uh, conversations with your friends where they go. Well, this was a lovely chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to wrap up. And you did a great about. job. You did, did a great I? Job. You yeah. seem to really love that. Yeah, it was good. Hey, do you want to go have some plums? <laughs> Stupid. Okay. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Let's challenge what we think about. Oh, wow. I was helping you end the podcast. I was going to say one last. Um, please, oh my God. please give us wisdom. Please give us wisdom. Let's challenge what we think about gender and how we define gender. I think that's a really good takeaway from the book. And then let's go eat some plums. And then let's go eat some plums. Bye. Wink. Bye-bye. 
Gears Book Club is executive produced by Greg Crothers for everybody on stage. This episode is written by Robert Popoli and Chelsea Jane Bray. Our producer is Denise Niles with production assistance by Alicia Tablin, directed by Greg Crothers. Our theme song is written and performed by Robert Popoli and mixed and mastered by Rob Russo. Gearsbookclub.com. <laughs>